The comments and advice expressed in this audio experience are not intended for actual use and should never be taken seriously. If you do use any advice given, please let us know how it went and carefully consider getting yourself some help. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Fix That For You, where we take your embarrassing stories that you send to us or from the internet and give some great and hilarious advice on how you can recover from embarrassing situations. I'm your host, Mitch Eschen. Oh. I'm your host, Caleb Carson. I'm your host, Kyle Reinen. And together we are each other's co-hosts, but your host. Nice. And you are the listener. Alright, so let's let's kind of get a move on because there is some uh, extreme midget wrestling happening at 20 Monroe Live uh, tonight. It, I mean, it actually already started. Holy crap, so. for real? Yeah, like legitimate, extremely midget wrestling. What does that mean? What is extreme, <laughs> what's normal midget compared to extreme midget so wrestling? So the extreme midget wrestling is on average a about two inches shorter, um, and then the arena is two feet by two feet wider. So that means it's two and a half feet by two and a half feet wide. Wow. So they bo- they barely fit in there, and they just kind of rub up against so each other. So everything's kind of just smaller? Everything's miniaturized. But yeah. we call it extreme? It's <laughs> Well, it's extreme because it's extremely midget. Oh. That just seems to go against the grain of like entertainment lingo because Bigger, you know better. You, you know okay like I here I am I'm Mr I'm Mr Golf I take golf and I say hey let's make it smaller let's call it mini golf now <laughs> if I'm Mr Midget Wrestling I say hey let's take Midget mes- Wrestling and make it smaller let's call it Extreme that it just seems like it's not really consistent very confusing well they don't want to be redundant and say. Midget midget wrestling. Uh, that, that could get confusing. So it could get yeah. confusing. So they they want to make it extreme midget mm-hmm. wrestling because they're extremely small. I could see that being just an advertising nightmare. Just where like, where are we at with super midget wrestling? Like would that kind of cover where we're? Well, is that larger midgets wrestling, or is that is that ex- is that very smaller midgets? Re- is yeah, this, is supernaturally it supernaturally strong? Is the smaller super or is the or is the midgets super? Do midgets get more powerful the smaller they get? Or is it like a big midget's more Have powerful midget, like a big hobbit? I feel like the smaller he gets, the stronger he is. So the more force he can pack behind the smaller fist, mm-hmm. so higher impact. Because it's they're, they're a full-size human that's just been compacted into a smaller body. So, yeah, they have all that muscle from a full-size human, and so they're more powerful. Why aren't midgets ruling the world, then? Uh, oh, that's because... A, that's be- a good one. I don't... It, it's actually because hierarchies aren't based on power and tyranny. They're based on hierarchies are based on those working within the shadows to control those hierarchies. Yes, <laughs> it's easier for midgets Which to work in the shadows because midgets. they're easier. They're, they can like cram into smaller spaces <laughs> and nook, nooks and crannies and hide easier. <laughs> the lingo in Hollywood about bigger and better, that whole stuff. Yeah, more extreme just means more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sizest. I think that's what they're really trying to do is raise awareness for how oh. sizest our understanding and our conception of what is good or extreme really is extreme midget wrestling that's not a contradiction that's a right tradition <laughs> you, are abusing language. <laughs> you are abusing language at least i'm not abusing midgets <laughs> wait is that what they're doing down there uh yeah 20, actually monroe, 21 monroe 20 monroe is abusing midgets yeah they're all forced to wrestle against their will it's voluntary i mean disclaimer it's voluntary but it's not really though oh there's bigger midgets controlling these smaller extreme <laughs> midgets from the shadows. Kind of like what what like boxing like ringleaders would do with the boxers, right? It was voluntary, but they were forced to do it, else the mafia would kill them. Yeah, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they were forced to throw a, throw a fight as well. 
They just happen to love what they were being forced to do. That's all. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they say if you love what you do, you won't work a day in your life. Which, that's you, right. which you're not. I mean, you are working, but you're a slave. So, do you mm. may just have a shorter life expectancy? More like volunteering, I guess, because <laughs> you're not really getting paid. So, yeah, it's not work. Do midgets have a shorter life expectancy? <laughs> That's a genuine question. I know it is. I think it's. I think probably. So. Is it in proportion to their size? <laughs> it's probably worth taking a couple minutes out of our day to, to discuss. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or is it longer because they have less body to power? Here's oh, the. Yeah. I think there's a uh, what's a, a bell curve <laughs> when it comes to this. So like, when there are people who have like giantitis, they die earlier too. So right, your right. height. If you're like the average height, peak life expectancy. You have peak life expectancy. Right. But if you get too tall, you're you're asking too much out of your nutrients in your body to like sustain you over a long time. Right, because you're so dense. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just classic survival of the fittest. If you're the tallest one, like the predator, our predators can pick you out of the herd. Easy to see. Yeah, they're gonna mm. cut, like you're an easy target. If you're a smaller one, you look a little bit, you look weaker and and like an easier catch and a. You know, just like a little nice snack for our predators. Just kind of snatch you up from the air. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a, you know, a reasonably large falcon could swoop down <laughs> and grab you with its talons. Or and... like a stork. I was like a stork. Well, storks will deliver you to That's the extreme ninja wrestling place. That's kind of how they get there. <laughs> um, but if it's a falcon, they will eat you. Mm. The eagles. So storks. The rings. Stor- storks are midget Uber, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> Do you think when Uber starts to get rideshare flying they'll call it oob air <laughs> oh i hope not that's so I hope bad not. That's, that's good though no that's good uh i think i here's what i think it's gonna shake down i think they're gonna call it uber air but then people are gonna mm. shorten it to uber yeah grab an uber yeah kind of like the xbox one is like the, now it's it's just the x-bone <laughs> yeah, i didn't know that yeah Oh, that's what X-Bone. People are resourceful. They're not going to waste their precious time yeah, yeah. pronouncing it's... your stupid syllables. They're yeah. going to shorten those down to one or two syllables. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> speaking of not wasting any time, let's get to the meat of this podcast and give the people some of those good embarrassing stories that they may learn from them and our tutelage. Yum. Our first story is brought to us by Reddit user ThrowXZWay26. Let's throw away-ish. It's like a throwaway account. It's a throwaway account, yeah. yeah. This must be a really, really bad one then. Yeah. I heard I had this idea the other day for making a throwaway account and calling it Henry David Throwaway Account. <laughs> but that's like too good of a name yeah, to actually be a throwaway. That would have to be your that's main one and your, and your one now becomes the throwaway. Yeah, right. <laughs> the name of the story is I Need Help, Please. <gasps> Perfect. We're here to help. This is the most cringy thing I've been through. May God save me from this train wreck. So I get on the train. After a couple of stations, two girls come on the train and decide to sit with me, even though there are plenty of empty seats. Okay, weird. Sure, whatever. I sit there reading my phone. Halfway through, one of them asks me if I have Snapchat. I do. And I ask, why do you ask? She said, because you're handsome. Whoa. And then in parentheses, he goes, here is where it goes all wrong. I've never had a girl tell me I'm handsome. I, of course, have interacted with girls, and I talked to many yeah, right. Not even like his mom? Yeah, right. Aww. But those are people who I, go, who I get to know over time period. But never has anyone just out of the blue come up to me and said, I think you're cute. Please give me your Snapchat. So what happened was I got an adrenaline kick. I don't know what the heck to do. After I gave her the Snapchat, I saw that she expected me to strike up a conversation. And I couldn't. I sat there half smiling while she expected something. We tried to start, but it always ended up in a dead end. After she got off on her train station, I could see the cringe on her face. Me and she 
sat there not talking while we just exchanged Snapchats. <laughs> the thing is, she looked average, and I wouldn't mind getting to know her. Yeah, okay, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> she looked average. <laughs> That's such a, like... I don't know. I mean, people. We're not here to judge. I'm sorry. Well, she we, was. She was. We do, but we're not here for that. Right. <laughs> I must find a way to get a better, get better at socializing. What was that? What should I do? I still have her Snapchat. This happened literally ten minutes ago. Wow, this is fresh. Um. Man, I'm a little confused. What happened to the other girl? Yeah, it, two, I, it sounded like girl. one girl got off the train and then he was still next to somebody and Snapchatting that person. And he also just has bad grammar because he said me and she sat there not talking, which means she and I. Um, so this guy, I mean, this is a very classic, embarrassing story. Um, can't talk to a girl. Back mm-hmm. to basics. Yeah. So if anything, I think we should uh, we should have honestly too much advice to give. Um, my first thought is a conversation is a two-way street. And if you can't keep a conversation going, it's not all the way your fault it is half your fault though don't don't hear me by saying like you're not to blame because you have are to blame you're definitely to blame but mm-hmm. also let's blame her a little bit too i think yeah also her and mm-hmm. if she i guess if she was the one that proposed snapchatting to you you would think she would be the one obliged to put a little more effort and work into this because mm-hmm. you haven't shown your cards yet. Yeah, and let's put it this way. If you're just going up to somebody to hit on them, then the ball is in your court until they're willing to, you know, buy into the game. Right. So, like, you got to keep the conversation going. You can't just go up and say, hey, I think you're cute. Yeah. And then wait for them to talk to you, you know? So, like, you got to pony up on the conversation and be the one who's in, in initiating most of it right it's kind of like you have to show them that you are worth responding to <laughs> right because right? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like okay here's my cards I want I want your snapchat mm-hmm. and and you have to say and this is why you should give it to me if you can be charming enough to carry on a conversation with two people on one sided uh, then you can earn that you know that sort of snapchat name or whatever I don't right and can i number. just i don't know uh, how snap, snap is that a number what, how does snapchat do you do snapchat how does it work do exactly snapchat? is it like uh you take you it's like you buy fish on it or something um no that's plenty of fish that's that's a dating what game. is what is snapchat exact well snapchat is where you communicate via uh several different forms of snapping it's like a morse code uh, it's kind of like a morse code uh language uh for the blind <laughs> yeah but <laughs> Well, yeah, is it? Yeah, um, it's kind of like <laughs> a blind person with a smartphone. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, what if it's smartphones? It's kind of like braille displays that could do braille for blind people. It's like braille for the air, air braille. You're blowing my mind right now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> can I patent that? Uh, yeah, you no, can. No, because I'll be going against everything oh. you believe in. <sighs> yeah, now you know that. Uh, now you know why we need. Still an idea. Now you know why we need patents. <laughs> I think what would be really beneficial here is we use a classic maneuver that we learned. Uh, di- well, it, you know, during our school days. If you say long con, so help me. It's God, not long con. I will pun- okay, good. So help me. That would be amazing. But that would that's be, you would not be blatantly right. copying what we've already done. That you you would be train. copywriting our own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the right solution here. Um, so I think what we do is a role reversal, a classic role reversal, to get the correct perspective on the situation. So you know, you know okay. We can, we can so imagine that this uh, our main our main person is a girl, and it's two guys that come up to her, and the guy says to her that uh, she's cute, and you know offers the uh, ask for the Snapchat information. Um, the girl, most likely, if you're an average-looking guy, which we're going to assume, is going to say, um, no. 
and then she's going to put her headphones in and she's going to ignore you. Yeah, and she's just going to blatantly ignore you. And then if she does decide to talk to you, obviously the burden is on you to keep up the conversation, which we already established. And if you don't, you're a loser. She leaves the train. She never talks to you again. Hmm. Okay, so that's what should happen. <laughs> should? <laughs> so what happened is... So is it wrong for this girl to come up to some guy? No, no, no. It's not wrong. It's just wrong of her to expect him to keep up the conversation when she's ah, the one that hit yeah, him. Yeah, okay. I see, I see where you're coming from. Because if roles were reversed, that wouldn't work. Can I just say, yeah. I love this whole gender bending thing you're doing. I This is why I this is why I browse Tumblr. For this kind of good <laughs> content right here is where I just can imagine my favorite Amelia characters as... And, and when they're male and then see them as a female and then like... And then imagine them as my waifu. Uh, I don't want to be boxed in here or labeled as anything that I'm not. So <laughs> I'm going to move on from that conversation. Um, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, though, because, like, when you're a guy and you approach a woman and, you know, put yourself out there like that. Which is your you job. Are, you are <laughs> it's your job as the, as the male. Either uh. way, you are putting, you are willingly putting yourself in a position where you are you are consciously taking on the responsibility of carrying on a relationship, whether that be a relationship of your, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And like, that's the end of it. Or if it's like, okay, let's, I'll give you my Snapchat. When this girl comes up to our friend throwaway and she says, I think you're cute. She has unwillingly made him the bearer of the responsibility of their relationship, which is unfair. I'm agreeing with you. It's unfair. It's unfair. Um, yeah. So is there any way we could talk about the gender bending thing some more? I was really, I was really into that. Okay, if, if you insist, but please just refrain from using my real name <laughs> or including me at all. Your Tumblr name? <laughs> yeah, don't don't let that my out there. Tumblr name. So my my the direction that I have for our solution would be that we need to somehow figure out how to burden her with a conversation. How do we how do we put that ball in her court? Yes, Mitch, you have your hand up. Yes. Um. Well, your relationship is solely just on Snapchat as of this point because you've tried a physical relationship and that has not really steered your way. I think what you got to do is you got to send her a snap and like make it like one of those cool like, you know, half half face snaps like all the kids send these days. Mm. With like maybe a peace sign sticking up but like you can only see like a couple of like the tips of the fingers. Yeah. You say like, sup. And you send that to her. Yeah. Uh, Are you then, wearing a beanie in that in the picture? Um, Yes, but you're also wearing a hoodie so the beanie, you can't really see it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good call. Good call. Um, and it's like really bad lighting. Right. Like really dark or kind of overexposed? Really dark. Okay, good. It's like you're out, outside of a movie theater at night. So you're like saying like, sup, just saw Mary Poppins. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. And that's why you hold up the two. Oh, okay. Um, you send her a picture and then she sends you one back and it's probably like, I don't, what do, I don't really get, I don't really do snap. What do girls usually send? Like, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess so messed up. I guess that <laughs> of her. I mean that solves it. She has a I mean she has a boyfriend now. We've discovered. <laughs> All right, so really what you did was heroic. You messed up the conversation and she didn't cheat on her boyfriend yet. Mm-hmm. So, it, at least it wasn't with you. I think maybe it, you send her uh, It falls in line with bro code. So. It does. Um is there a way we can entrap her in her relationship and show her boyfriend that she has yes. flirted with me on the yes, train? Yes, we can. Uh have you ever watched the show Catfish? Uh no. Uh should I, sh- why would I be interested in that? Why have you watched it? What was what was the appeal there to you? You're leading the witness. Let him speak. <laughs> uh, so what you do is you continue to Snapchat her. Um, you lead her on in the relationship. Uh, you continue on. You know, she says I have a boyfriend, but why did she send it? Why did she even send it back to tell? So you, you send back a, a dick pic. I mean, Com- that's, complimentary. That's, that's end game. Complimentary. That's end game. I think. <laughs> that's end game. That's end game. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so what you do is you eventually start like continuing this exclusively digital relationship with her to the point where she stops she starts to think maybe you're not really who you say you are and then you ghost her and then she goes to the catfish people okay wait there's a third party now there's a catfish people who are the group? catfish people are they from atlanta <laughs> you guys really haven't watched the catfish tv show no, no. oh it's a, TV oh, it's a show? group of people that are that it's, are catfishing wait the no, people no, that noodle no, i've seen them it's a i don't know what that is Noodling is catching catfish with their You're leading the witness. Let him speak. Oh, crap. <laughs> yes, thank you. I have two lawyers working with him and against each other. <laughs> it's a complicated relationship. We yeah, why I love oh, that could be a good show. <laughs> two it's two lawyers, and they're on the same team. Two brothers. <laughs> um, like property brothers, but with lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> property settlement brothers. <laughs> no, it's a show where people people contact the the show hosts and they say I've been talking to this person for three years I've never met them in real life and I've only talked to them on email or snapchat or whatever Skype or whatever and I'm starting to think that they're not real and so what the snap what the catfish people do is they find out if the person is in fact being catfish and if the person they're talking to is a real person and then they, they literally find the person they're like private investigator go to their house and find them and say have you been lying to this other person <laughs> i don't know how it's legal i feel yeah, like it's yeah, stalking yeah. or something but they it's on tv so they do it yo if it's good entertainment it's not illegal yeah, yeah. that's why why do you think cops cops is, yeah oh, i love america anyway uh so i think you need to get our girl on on catfish so that she get her to the point where she thinks you're not a real person even though she met you and came up to you um and then expose on catfish the fact that she was on that she was talking to you while she had a boyfriend. I, I will say that seems a little elaborate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what's even happening. No, I, I mean I, I, I totally followed you. Who's, to who's catfishing who? <laughs> What is if she, somehow she's the catfish? That's, in this up, that's, up, that's that's up to the show is to the figure out. Is the boyfriend or even a real? It's up to the boyfriend and the show to figure out who's catfishing. Is him. the show was setting this up? Are they hiring people to catfish other people? What if this girl was hired by the show to catfish this guy in real life? How do you catfish someone in real life? Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> My end game was just gonna be you just you just stop talking to her and then all of a sudden you have the power back. But your thing was way better. Thanks. I was gonna say once we found out she was cheating, we were just gonna be done with the story. Oh. <laughs> okay, so throwaway XZ way twenty six. Um there there is your advice. Uh we're not really sure what you should do, but we know there's a catfish involved. Whether that be a metaphorical catfish of someone lying to somebody about who they are. Or an actual catfish. TLDR solution, throw a catfish at her. <laughs> <laughs> or Snapchat a catfish at her. Snapchat a picture of a catfish. A dead They're one. Right. And you They're say, right. I'm, I'm catfish ghosting you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the winner. Our next story is brought to us by Spaghetti Mountain. That's a fun name. <laughs> Just think about a mountain of spaghetti. Yeah. I, I with a chance of meatballs. Exactly. Right? I can see it. I've seen it before. It yeah. was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a horror movie, Kevin. Uh, it was to me. <laughs> A few months ago, I was working at a convenience store in Fahonex. Do you guys know where Fahonex is? Arizona. Oh, Arizona mm -hmm. Fahonex. Yep. Found myself frequently engaged in conversation with the homeless population that hung around the area. I was standing outside looking at the mountains one evening. There was a homeless man on the sidewalk near me, and we were discussing how nice the weather was. I said, yeah, it feels good out. You know, I wish I could just stay out here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Silence. I realized what I said, and I turned around 
went back to my register without another word. Yikes. That's not so bad. Maybe the, maybe he like actually put homelessness into a good perspective for this homeless man. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, some people want what I have, and they and I'm I have. I should be more grateful that I don't have anything. We could we could hope that that's how this homeless man took it. I should be more grateful for having what I don't have, which is nothing, or everything. You know what? I'm homeless, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> All right. Oh frick! I'm I'm homeless. <laughs> <sighs> For a brief moment, I forgot. Now I remember. <laughs> now I'm sad. But you know what? For that brief moment, I was thankful. I mean, you could do a life swap. <laughs> you could call the life swap show and say, "I want a life swap with the homeless man. Make it happen." And I'm pretty sure they've never done that before. So I'm. I think they would jump at the opportunity I to do the a problem life swap with a homeless man and a, a man that works in a convenience store. I feel like the problem there is if you if you <laughs> if you get a homeless man to swap lives with you and he starts living your life in your home, and the the show comes the time for the show comes to an end, <laughs> he's gonna start squatting in your house and be like, Squatter's "No, rights. I've been I'm here a week. I've been here a week. No one's told me to leave." <laughs> This is mine now. (laughs) No longer life swap, it's life squat. (laughs) Well, then I guess you got your wish. That's a cool show, yeah. Swap and squat. You said you you wish you could stay out here all all the time. (laughs) Right, you got what he wanted. You got exactly what you wanted. It's a win-win-win. I'm a genie. You got two more wishes. (laughs) Do I get to rub you or? No. (laughs) He already did that. Oh, that's why he's out. Right. Well, you are at a convenience store. And if (laughs) This is bad. (laughs) We know homeless people tend to really enjoy their beer. So just guy, you know, buy the guy a six-pack, and you're probably even. That's true. Uh, Very practical. I wouldn't say even. It. <laughs> the homeless guy's probably up in that scenario. True. Yeah. Yeah. The, the homeless guy definitely walked away with more than... <laughs> just, buy, just buy him a 40 and call it good. Or, or, what you do instead is... uh. You call your own bluff and you stay there at night with him. <laughs> you have a sleepover with this guy. You go finish your shift and you walk back outside. <laughs> with a sleeping bag gonna... from the store. You just lay it on the ground next to this guy. Don't say a word either. You just roll out your sleeping bag, start sleeping right next to the guy. He's going to ask. Uh, no, I like that. I like. Yeah, I mean, that. you get to know the guy. You know, you give him some good company. You guys have a couple beers, sleep on the street together. Um, and then after that, you inevitably bring him home to live with you in your spare room. And you keep him as a pet? Uh, no, uh, more as like a, and <laughs> it's like an egalitarian partnership that he forced on you. <laughs> so he said, if you don't, if you don't let me come home with you, I will tell the police that you stole beer. Why don't you just let this guy like crash in your garage or something like, yeah, man, come stay at my house. And when I'm at work, can you just clean up a little bit? And he'll be like, what's clean? I'm homeless. I don't <laughs> I don't have any measurement for this. What, what do I compare it to? <laughs> Nothing? The dirt that I live on? <laughs> this is clean by that standard already. This is extremely clean. <laughs> this is I could dirty it for you if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, I mean that way you're kind of rehabilitating him, you know, give him a little job that he has an allowance for cleaning. And uh, next thing you know, this release dude's him, release him back into the wild when he's healthy and <laughs> Exactly. He starts a business ready, in your garage. Ready to go back to his flock. Oh my gosh, is that how Facebook got started? Was Mark Zuckerberg a homeless man that got to go into someone's garage and then invented Facebook in the garage? He was a homeless android, but 
close. Well, enough. right. He was, built, he was built in the garage. Yeah. He was, okay, <laughs> so Steve it's Jobs. similar but different. By Bill Steve Gates Jobs. built Steve Jobs and said, make a computer. He did, and Bill Gates stole it from him. Okay, so Bill Gates owns Mark Zuckerberg because he spent the night with him on the street and let him live in his garage. More or less. I, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, cool. Do you think we should put a tracker on him just to, like, see his progress? Like, where, where he, go, he, like, travels all across the world? and be like, Yeah, mm. if you have a spare smartphone, uh, just duct tape it to his leg with <laughs> with it on all the time, and then you track him like that. And then, Do you, like, uh, the, track my location? Yeah, yeah. Find my friends? Lo- ha- find my friends, have location on, maybe have Snapchat open on it the whole time or something. The battery wouldn't last very long, but he can't get very far because he's not in good shape. It'll last enough that he can do some day trading and really just turn his life around and become a <laughs> mega millionaire. And then he comes back and thanks you for for totally reinventing his life and lets you live in his garage and now you're the homeless <laughs> man. Yeah, and his garage is like a 17-stall garage. So it's basically a mansion. It's basically a mansion, but it's not yours and you are... So that does make you homeless. You're welcome. Our last story... Is brought to us by Reddit user MobyBop. I just farted in front of 50 plus people in a student library. Everybody heard the noise and looked at me and acted like nothing happened even though I just wanted to kill myself right in that moment. A little extreme. Dial it back. It wasn't your typical loud fart noise either, but rather a sneaky one, which clearly indicates that I was trying to hold it inside of me. <laughs> I thought I was... I thought I was a god at holding farts, but I guess not anymore. Just a mere mortal. Just a mere mortal. You know, maybe a demigod. I, I don't know. I keep reading. That was it. That's it. Oh, <laughs> no mere mortal. Right. Yeah, mere mortal. <laughs> Easy. So here's what I am thinking about this one. Um, make it squeak your chair and try and recreate the sound of it because yes. that always works. Oh every, yeah. Every time 100 percent and everyone's gonna believe. I've gotten you. out of many a fart by saying, "Oh, my shoe is squeaky." <laughs> Or like, oh, it was it was the chair watch. I could do it again. Oh, no oh, kidding. Oh, shoot. It's not doing it. <laughs> no kidding. Today, today, as I was leaving the office, I was walking down the stairs and I put my hand on the railing and like the way that my hand skidded on the railing made a fart noise. And there were other people around me and I look around and I do it again just so that everybody knows that if they look at me, they knew I was flighting my hand on the railing instead of actually farting. Did well it, done. Did it work the second time? I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah I, it, oh my I made gosh, the noise dude, the second that's time. That's so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's so low probability that it's going to work the second time. Yeah. yeah so the principle of it, you can do something until you want to show somebody and then you can't yes. do it. And then everybody thinks you farted really raunchy <laughs> right in front of everyone in the stairwell. Right. Okay. So I think there's plenty of logical solutions. The one you guys just suggested is most likely the best one. It's well, it's it's high risk, low reward cuz it's a very low chance it's actually going to work. Oh, well maybe it's not as good as I thought then when you put it that yeah. way. So maybe I'll suggest something better, which is become a whoopee cushion bandit. So you from now on, you you tear up a whoopee cushion, you sew them all together and you wear them as a mask. And then you go around in the library and you slip whoopee cushions inconspicuously under people's butts so that they fart in front of ah, everybody. And then you can blame it on the whoopee cushion bandit. Be like, mm. I was the first victim. Like, yeah, I was the first victim of the whoopee cushion bandit. My alter ego that I'm not telling anybody about. Right. Mm. <laughs> like, wait, what was the last part? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it sounded like you said you were the whoopee cushion bandit. Uh, no, I, did, I didn't say. I, I said he got me. He put the whoopee cushion on me first. I was the first victim. All right. Of my own alter ego. Go go, go back. No, I I just sneezed. I mean, coughed. Um, I got to go poop. (laughs) I like that, actually. I think that's good. That's Um, a really good one. How how would you deal with being 
chased by campus safety and, and the police. And uh, the right. The law. It's the classic Spider-Man oh. scenario. Yeah. Police always getting in the way. Well, I think what you do is um, you undermine them the only way you know how, which is with farts. <laughs> so you find all their work boots and you tape whoopee cushions to them so that every time they chase you, they're just... Like, oh, oh, damn. Are you letting them rip during our chase? No, Fred. It's the whoopee cushions. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so oh, I quit. quit. <laughs> there's quit. so much dissension. Everybody just starts <laughs> fighting. And, and there's like a... Yeah, Who knew pre- how powerful the whoopee can be? <laughs> Yep, you just dismantled the entire campus safety department with whoopee cushions. <laughs> because, like, how true is it? Like, if somebody smells something, they are it. Like, oh, oh, I'm offended I am a- that I did that? smell this bottom, smell. Bottom of the rung in the social group in that immediate area. Immediately, immediately. like exiled. it doesn't matter who you are. If I'm in a room and it's me and and who's the guy from Jeff Info Bezos, Wars? Jeff Bezos and Obama. And, and Ob- the catfish guy. And the catfish guy. <laughs> and Obama farts. Immediately, he's at the lowest rung in that social situation. Yeah, for like the following 60 seconds, he's actually impeached. Like, legally <laughs> impeached. He's legally not the president anymore <laughs> by Until social law. Dissipates. <laughs> Until the uh, smell dissipates. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's our actual rule. That's what the people say. I'm way over here. I farted in the car. And I farted like five minutes after leaving my work. And then that puppy just lingered the whole oh. way over oh. to Camp's house. For like 45 minutes. That smell was just trapped inside my hot box of a, of a Honda Civic. The other day, I was yesterday I was working out. And I thought, oh, you know, my dog has been alone all day. I'll let him come down here in the workout room while I'm working out. And have I said workout enough? <laughs> uh, what were you doing? <laughs> oh, I was working out, bro. And you were quite literally working out your muscles and not yeah, like a problem muscles. in your head. Yeah, yeah. And as I'm as I'm doing working out my exercises uh, with my muscles, <laughs> I I start to I smell something and I look at my dog and no kidding, like my dog has farted plenty of times before, but never have I smelled such a rancid <laughs> smell that just. Just smelled complete of ass. Like <laughs> it was so bad, and it was so stuck in there in a small, sweaty, boxed-in room, Moist. and it didn't go anywhere. Ugh. And then he kept doing it. Oh, it was dog so bad. Dog are just dirty, man. It's like so you gross. smell a dog fart, and you're like, oh, I'm untouchable. Yeah, <laughs> it affects you and how holy you feel as a I've human. I've been desecrated. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think you just proposed another solution. You just get an emotional support dog. <laughs> Bring it around with you everywhere, and every time blame you fart, you blame it on the dog. That's what I do with my dog. It desecrate everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I the mean, dog you're already desecrated now at the bottom everybody of the social rung. Yeah, yeah. If you can blame it on the dog, your level. Yeah. yeah. Then you dogs have this this like equal opposite thing about them where they they have that fart and it's the desecrating fart, but they're so cute that they're the height of social activity. Well, let's not generalize because if I look at a no offense, if I look at like a chihuahua or like a or like a bulldog. Yeah. Or like those little like mini bulldog things, they're like pug. Yeah, pug. <laughs> <laughs> ah, those are those are cute. Those are quite hideous in my mm. eyes. Uh, and I can only imagine their farts are on the lowest of the social hierarchy for dogs. <laughs> yeah, true. So you have to have a cute dog like like a corgi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because a corgi farts, he's like. Did I do that? What and everybody that? just like laughs, like a laugh track sounding laugh. <laughs> everybody at once. <laughs> and then the corgi just waddles away. But you got a dog with you. You got an emotional support dog. He's a good friend. He covers all your farts. And all the girls want to talk to you because you got a dog. Boom. 
There you go, Playful Campaign. You are welcome. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Fix That For You. Um, really appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Does it sound like I just repeat? Is it sound like I just copy and paste that phrase onto every episode? Like, I don't say it. Like, I just like copy and paste it from the last one and put it on this one? I don't. I mean, if it sounds like that, I just want to clear the air right now and say Mitch literally does that off the top of his head every single time we record. Yeah, I, and yet, when I'm listening to it, I still kind of feel like you're copying it. I feel like I feel like when I'm saying it, it's like a recording of me from past from episodes coming yourself. out of my mouth. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean it. Thanks for listening. If you guys want to find us, you can reach out to us on Facebook, look us up, keep up with the content. We're FTFY Podcast there. You guys can tweet at us on Twitter. We're at FTFY Pod. And you can email us your good, embarrassing stories. We're FTFY Podcast at gmail.com. We would like to thank the Cold Soda Club for our use of their song, Gnip Gnap. Uh, it's, it's at the intro and outro of the song. It's going to start playing podcast. right now. now. If you like it, go check it out on Spotify or wherever you want to find music. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of Fix That For You. I had a lot of fun uh, hanging out with you guys this week. Uh, just remember, my voice is the voice of uh, your Snapchat train wreck catfish host, Mitch Hashin. Uh, this is the voice of your emotional fart support dog, Kyle. And this is the voice of your homeless entrepreneur, Caleb. And yours is the voice of the listener. You are welcome.